and welcome to the Women in ERP podcast. I'm your host, Abigail Ullman. Uh, I'm the founder of the Women in ERP platform. Joining me today is my co-host, Stephanie Paul. Stephanie is the sales manager for IFS, uh, and she's a huge advocate and champion for women working in and around the ERP sector. Hi, Steph. Hey, Abby. Today, we are joined by a leading lady in the world of SAP, Fiona Warburg. Fiona is the SAP Centre of Excellence Manager for Welsh Water and a former director of the UK and Ireland SAP User Group, now a prominent member. Uh, It's great to have you on the show also. Hello and welcome. (laughs) So firstly, Fiona, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to the world of ERP? Yes. Oh, (laughs) you have to go back away. Um, so I guess it sort of started, um, my, my first foray into tech was in 1999. So this was the year leading up to the year 2000. So that might date me slightly. <laughs> it was a, an opportunity. I was working in a, uh, insurance organization. They needed coders. So this is back in the day, COBOL, Kicks DB2, proper techie, and they were training people up had an opportunity to get into that. I'll be honest, it was money that first tempted me over. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was better than the administration role I was in currently. So I took the leap into tech, but then I was made redundant about seven years later, was looking for a role and was offered a role working with SAP. I thought, again, why not? Give it a go. So I won't say it was not, it was not part of a grand plan. At all, but it has worked out. And yeah, the, the rest, as they say, probably history, but I've spent, yeah, 20 odd years now working around SAP. That's brilliant. So you didn't start out in a tech role or have you always been techie? No, yeah. So I'll be honest, uh, I, I actually went to um, went for a short foray to university, three months, uh, doing manufacturing engineering. So okay, obviously okay. I must have had a bias at somewhere to be slightly technical but uh really disliked it so came home and my parents like yeah you're coming home get a job um and I started off in accounting so it was doing my ACCA at the time yeah Yeah. but I'd spent about a year doing that when this role came up to go into coding and my dad's background actually happened to be in exactly the same technology so it shows I mean it was even dated at that point when I went into it but I was like (laughs) it wasn't totally alien you kind of had exposure to it as opposed to just Um, but there was almost a do I really want to do what my dad did you know it was a you know sandals and socks type (laughs) you know that's what you expect isn't it he was like oh they're all going to be geeky nerdy but actually yeah once you get into it it's not no no um, and hopefully I mean there are some there are pockets don't get me wrong <laughs> oh everywhere I guess especially in 99 it was that going into that the the 2000 where everyone thought everything was going to collapse I remember yes. yeah. <laughs> it's going to work the next day <laughs> and as it happened it was fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was an opportunity I didn't come out of well, say I, I spent a very short four-year university but I also it wasn't part of the grander plan but once you sort of make that leap and you're like actually no I enjoy this enjoy what I'm doing enjoy the people I work with and it's just sort of taken off from there it's been sort of a natural natural progression I guess 
That's nice. It's nice. And as a woman, have you found that path to, because you're quite high up now, I guess, in the world of ERP and SAP in, in what you do, I would say. <laughs> um, have you found that path to seniority difficult as a woman? The bit that I think I've found more than anything is financial. There's definitely been a gender pay gap. I mean, more than one role that I've been in, and so without naming names or sort of even a recent role, <laughs> um, found that a male counterpart who decided not to take the role was offered more money than I was for the same role. You know, obviously so went boring, back to negotiate, but you know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, hopefully it's not. I think it probably was because women seem to generally be on lower salaries than their male counterparts. Yeah, I think. Have you seen that kind of evolve, do you think? So when you first joined, I guess, in 99, were you one of the only females? And have you seen more females come along? But also, I guess, in terms of the gender pay gap, have you seen improvements, do you think, in that period? Sadly, less so in the gender pay gap. I've seen more women. Yeah. Yeah. So I think definitely making strides there. But I think, yeah, there are definitely still challenges around the gender pay gap. And I I think that's going to take a while Mm. to resolve. It's difficult because you shouldn't know. No. (laughs) So how do we address it if we don't know it's going on? It's a difficult one. Yeah, and I think at least the reporting is, although I think they need to push it some more. I think it was the government organisational reporting. Yeah. It's over a certain threshold, isn't it, in terms of a number of employees? Perhaps more around that. And you're you're right, we shouldn't know. And I shouldn't have known that somebody that applied for the same role uh, was offered but more it happens. Than I was but you know he was somebody I used to work with and he was open with me so yeah. I think it's that transparency exactly the same thing happened to me and and it's it's hard not to be emotional about it for me I was a bit I was actually really first of all, I was flabbergasted then I just got angry mm. and I was like this yeah. is just not fair like yeah because actually in my situation I found I was actually outperforming the men and I was like how is this right like it's just yeah it's it's bad isn't it yeah, yeah, but it's good that you've obviously called it out. I called it out, and I think if we if we continue to do that, it helps kind of rebalance things. Um, but it shouldn't be yeah. there in the first place. No, no, sadly, sadly it is. But yeah, but as for there are definitely more women. I think coming. I don't know whether you're seeing the same, but um, we still got a way to go. Don't 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 get me wrong. But yeah, definitely seeing more. It's increasing. It definitely is. And you currently co-run the SAP women initiative and tell us a little bit about that how did that come about and and what are you using that to do yeah so um actually it was craig dale who's the ceo of the um uki user group actually approached me while i was on the board and they wanted to launch it so we only launched pretty much a year ago so november last year we have a, a big conference annually and he approached me to say look we're doing a lot on um, inclusion and diversity. We want to launch a women in SAP street. So uh, you sort of stand back and what do we do? Initially, it was, what do we need that for? But actually, once you start finding out a little bit more about it and, you know, women in tech in general and so many themes started coming out, you know, you know, we are underrepresented. You know, I did some looking at stats, I think is it uh, population in general, we're 50%, but actually in tech, we're only 30%. So definitely underrepresented in tech. And whenever we went to the conferences, you know, it's all white men in middle-aged men in suits, you know, with a splattering of women here and there. So so true. Yeah, it is. Even now. 
I'm I'm not going to profess to you, we're not going to fix it all, but you know, with the support of the user group, we can actually start to address some of the the topics that started coming out about um and I suppose they're probably ones you've already started looking into around um, the fact that women we we don't apply for jobs unless we take every every box, you know, and it's stuff like that that once I started finding out, you know, oh my God, I did that, you know, I haven't, yeah, no, I would like to help other people so they don't I would I wouldn't say it's a mistake, but it's almost it's part of I don't know my being women being that we don't do this and I didn't realize you know there's the imposter syndrome stuff as well we've been doing some around that and it's more the more I get involved in it the more I hear stories from people the more you just want to help yeah it's almost as if well it is the case that this industry has not been built for women and we're kind of we're these natural beings with our own ways of doing things and they don't fit into this as a norm And, and like you say when we go for job interviews we make sure that we fit every every line that's requested before we actually apply for that because that's that's a female thing we want to be thorough in how we approach something I guess which is brilliant in an ERP setting but it holds us back doesn't it (laughs) definitely I mean even things like this talking about the language you use in job advert and you know actually there are wordings if you word it one way you're more likely to feel to females rather than males and you're just again I'm learning so much that you don't really think about it's that unconscious bias isn't it that you know yeah we all know exists but you don't really until you sit and think about it you don't you're just not aware of it and I think some of the stories that I'm hearing from we do quite a lot with regards to we have monthly mentor sessions which people can sign up if you're part of the SAP user group trying to get again leading women in the SAP space to impart advice and sort of sharing stories and some of the things that come out about, well, actually, I was looked over for an opportunity just because I had a young baby. They they presumed I didn't want to take a more challenging role because of that. And you're like, but she said, when approached or when she approached them about the role, why she hadn't been considered, but couldn't have been further from the truth. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, as, um, the fact, oh, that was it. People going for presentations, but actually were then sidelined with the, well, thank you for your content. We'll give it to John to do yeah. because we think he projects more. And you're just like, how can it be happening in this day and age? Yeah, <laughs> I, I've definitely had that. I can be presenting in a, in a meeting and then all the questions get directed at a male colleague. And I'm like, do you remember me? <laughs> I was the one that actually presented it. <laughs> my ideas and you yeah. know, just come from my head, not his. I have to say, it doesn't happen as much as it, I guess it used to, but it definitely still happens. It actually only happened to me a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, wow. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, a lot of what we do with the, yeah, the women in SAP stuff is to sort of highlight some of that, educate, try to work out, you know, well, actually, if you're in that position, how to approach it, but actually... And I think it's one of the things you've talked about, uh, sort of men as allyship as well, you know, try to highlight to men what's happening and then they hopefully address it. And uh, I mean, hopefully they're not doing it purposely. Um. <laughs> Most of the time they don't know, do they? Uh, it's quite interesting. It's, it's that unconscious. It's just the way, you know, things have been created. And I guess we, we sort of chug along every day doing the same things that we're used to doing. And as men, they, they do that. And the world is changing around us. And- <laughs> got to adapt we've got to adapt so are you finding the female members of the user group are really benefiting from the SAP and women initiative 
Yeah, we're getting very positive feedback. Unfortunately, I mean, we had an event in July, which I couldn't make because of train strikes. <laughs> but it was well attended. The feedback was amazing. And it, again, it's a lot about getting other women to tell their stories, having a, a comfortable setting where you can just talk about issues that affect women. Real issues. In yeah. tech, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the things we've also done, we've done um, or will be doing is women only speaker training. So again, trying to make, I guess, the setting so it's comfortable for people. You know, you you find, again, having started to get involved in the community, how much actually women, when they've got other men or strong men in the room, don't want to speak up or don't want to take part in things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think it's, and and it is strange because I I suppose I've I don't think I've ever suffered particularly, yeah, speaking up in, in amongst other men. But I think, yeah, that when you start talking about the, well, actually, did I not go for roles or did I not have the the right sort of encouragement to, to think, oh, yeah, I can do that, which is what yeah. we're hopefully giving to other people and giving opportunities of speaking to women that have been there, done it, offering their advice. I also get this thing when I, I speak up in a room of men where <laughs> I'm trying to be assertive. Perhaps I just come across as aggressive because I'm a woman. I don't know. Oh. I get definitely. I won't say I was proactively going out there to set up the women in SAP, but I'm really glad I got involved. And the more I get involved, the more I get to know about. Well, actually, we can do this or pick up that. So we've got a, a stream at our next conference, which is the end of the month, and hopefully, Abby, you'll you'll be there as well. But um, no, we've got a stream on, you know, well, how do we get more young females? Um, we've got one of the uh, ladies from SAP come to say what, talk about what they're doing, what other people can do. Um, we've got the importance of allyship, which I think is one of your podcasts in the past. Yeah. Um, running that, another one around how to create your employee own employee resource group. So basically, I suppose what you've done, Abby, but within your own organisation. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully running some sessions on that and yeah how to create your own brand which has come up a few times on some of our mentor sessions yeah I mean it's important it's important to sort of to show that you exist and we say it time and time again that young girls and and women can't be what they can't see so that brand element even you know as a social media perspective it's more than that it's it's showing the world that there are women within this industry I think it is really important so your role at Welsh Water at the moment is you're the SAP Centre of Excellence Manager. What does your role entail? Right. Yeah, it was a grand title. Well, within Welsh Water, they didn't like the term Centre of Excellence. So they thought that being a Centre of Excellence, we were talking down to everybody. So we now are a collaboration centre. Uh, but it basically means, yeah, anything SAP comes under myself. So be that new projects or the day-to-day running or strategy um, best practice. So um, I'll be honest. Uh, so when I first took the role at Welsh Water, I just had the strategy and best practice part. Um, and then as part of a reorg, I was suddenly, I inherited, I won't say I went after it, but I've inherited uh, the projects and the BAU. And I almost, it's just like, what, they're giving it to me? Oh my God. Uh, uh, can I do it? Can I? I went through exactly that imposter syndrome now. What they're giving it to me for? <laughs> um, but mostly, um, I'll be honest, my job involves a lot of meeting, <laughs> yeah. a lot of making decisions about people, you know, 
so we do x or y it's like right, let's do x let's go with it um try to manage partners so we do a lot with third party providers escalating to them trying to it's, it's a lot of trying to get people to do stuff yeah yeah coordinating all the pieces yes. to make it as smooth running as possible and are you what version of sap are you on now are you cloud-based yet so, well, we have a, because SAP is a number of different products. I mean, in the ERP space particularly, we're, we're still on-prem, so ECC6, but we do have, so there's a product called Success Factors, so that all our HR is cloud, C4C, so that's all the CX stuff is cloud. So we've got a, a whole mixture yeah. of on-prem, and we're just doing a move to Azure, so out of our own data centers into Azure. So lots of things going on, crikey. <laughs> So how do you manage that that work life balance? I always call it a negotiation. <laughs> how do you do it? Um, with help from my other half, who does come in, uh, just like remind me of the time. I, I don't work all hours, God gave, because I've, I've done that. I've been there. Yeah, you don't get the thanks for it, but I haven't quite found that. Oh, it's it's cut off time. <laughs> um, yeah. But it, I it does. With that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I try not to log on too early. So I think, right, no, nope. give myself, even if it's, um, I look over, I've got myself a little elliptical trainer now. So in my study, so like, no, do 20 minutes on the elliptical trainer. Oh, well done. Have your breakfast. Don't log on. But it doesn't always work. No, see, the, I, I'm terrible. I need to do something like this. I'll just sit with coffee and just zone at the wall for a little <laughs> It's, it's habits though isn't it you get like you say you, you go right I'm going to go and do it and I think once you do it a few times you kind of get into a rhythm but it's that consistency that I always struggle with that can be great for two days and I think oh I must have lost like a stone in two days or whatever I'm like trying to do and then suddenly you're like oh I just can't be bothered yeah it's so hard to keep it going oh and it's worse now because I cause say it's morning and now it's getting dark although at least now that we've saved the hour it's That's a little made bit a difference later. this morning yeah for sure yeah it doesn't make a difference to me. I've got three young kids. So. Oh. <laughs> so you didn't get the extra hour at all. Obviously. <laughs> so you've had an ERP-centric role for many years. Yeah. Have you found yourself to be a minority uh, as a woman in that? And how have you broken those traditional barriers that many women face when they're progressing in their fields? Um, different organizations have, yeah, given different, am I the only woman or are there a few women? I mean, definitely, I spent quite a lot of time at a gas utility and at that point, yeah, it's the only woman in ERP. Um, a lot of the sessions we go to the user group as well are quite male dominated. Um, less so Welsh water, we've got a better balance. I don't know whether that's because I've employed a fair chunk of my team, but I'm trying to make it. Even. Not quite 50-50, but yeah, got much more even balance. And it's been one of those, I guess, because my whole career has been very, yeah, I've, I've been in the minority, whether I don't know what it's like to not be. Yeah. But I think I'm quite, a, I say, a determined, um, you know, I, I'm, I would never call myself stubborn, but I, yeah, I do like to do a good job and do it well. And I think that's just kept me in good stead. And actually... I've had the encouragement of my family, my other half have always sort of been very encouraging of, no, you can do it when I've changed jobs. Yeah. No. And generally I've changed jobs because there is that step up and it's the, can I, can I do it? <laughs> and they've always been, yep, 
nope, you're good at what you do. Friends, yeah, I've got a close circle of, yeah, a few really close friends, yeah. other half. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, and it's been more so than work itself, yeah. Because I think other people have, have, a lot of people talk about mentors within work. A lot of mine have been outside. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important. I have both, actually. And it's it's very different in, in the approach. And I get a lot of, I guess, encouragement at home. But I almost live in disbelief. Like, <laughs> who are they talking about? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> but then you get the, the guys at work that give you the same boost. And you kind of... I guess that's because they're working with me and they see sort of the industry side of things that you kind of I kind of believe them more than my husband. <laughs> it's terrible. But I, I'm sure men do need encouragement as well, but I don't, I think there are fewer of them and they don't need as much. Yeah. Makes me sound really needy. <laughs> no, but it's a confidence thing. It's that imposter syndrome, like you say, and it's kind of, I, I don't know, I just think sometimes we need that little extra push and then you go, oh, actually, I can do this. It's that it's that comfort zone, isn't it? I'm quite happy where I am, but actually yeah. I know I need to challenge myself. And the only way I'm going to do that is to step up or do whatever I need to do. And I do think there is a difference between men and women for that, for sure. Yeah, and I say it's more, again, the more I've got involved with the Women SAP group, the more you hear it. And it's, it's the same theme. You're a prominent member and ex-director for the SAP UK and Ireland user group. Firstly, how on earth do you find the time to do that? <laughs> because you're now still heavily involved. And what what role do you play now, now that you're no, no longer a board member? Uh, well, thankfully, it was only once a quarter. I mean, plus a little bit of pre-read before the board meetings. But you know, I suppose then there was the travel. Um, I made time for it because I enjoyed it. Yeah. How I found the time, I'm yet <laughs> little time machine would have been good. I would be lying if I didn't say that, yeah, I, I am glad to get some of that time back. Um, but then some of that time I'm now investing in the women in SAP stream. So yeah, whereas I don't now attend the quarterly board meetings or have to read the documents that come out before the board meetings, but I still now, yeah, I'm heavily involved with regards to yeah, setting up sessions, trying to find people to do the presenting, but at least I have um, I have a co-chair in Ember Chambers, so she yeah. uh, works for National Air Traffic Control people, and yeah, because there are two of us, we can spread the load, and we've got the supportive Julie who works for the user group as well, so yeah, it's taking a bunch of us to keep it running. On top of day jobs. So it's a big deal, isn't it? I believe it's a big event. I've been to the IFS user groups before. Um, I don't know. I haven't been to one in quite a while, actually. Steph, you're part oh. of that. Yeah, I'm on the committee for the IFS one. And, and it is, you kind of sign up to these things. I was very naive when I signed up for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and then suddenly, yeah, you know, obviously you want to have an engaged community. So you have to put the effort in to, to get the results and, um, you know the the conference once a year it, it does take its toll but it's, it is all worth it when you sit back and reflect but exactly the same as you I just think how do I fit it all in but you just find a way of doing it don't you like it's just it just becomes part of the norm just between the two of you what do you think is the major benefit of, of joining a user group as a user as an ERP user is it just that chance to connect with like-minded individuals or is there some other aspect to it that we don't know about or that you know I mean, I would never downplay. I would never have made it with my own sanity to the point which I've got to without networks. Really? So it, it is. I agree. I think that you can't put a price on similar customers talking to each other in terms of, say, you might on the surface be completely different businesses, but actually your business needs are still the same. 
fundamentally yeah. and I think just sharing best practice and kind of oh well I've had this challenge oh have you oh I've got that now and and kind of like sharing does actually it, it lightens the load and you also build friendships I think more than you know it's yeah. it's on a business and on a personal level I think it just takes it to the next level I definitely encourage anyone which whichever vendor you're with <laughs> to kind of join yes. the community because I think you get so much value out of it for sure yeah and I would definitely not have survived myself with my career without it. Um, so my first role around SAP, because it's, it's suddenly an ERP, it's, it's more where it comes from a solution that just dealt with pensions, with pensions. And then it's suddenly like, and admittedly, I was a probably slightly cocky 25-year-old. <laughs> I can do this. And then that ERP, oh, well, they've got procurement, they've got finance, they've got all these different departments here. <laughs> you can't do I think in the world of ERP you can't do it without networks because you can never know I completely agree in fact I had this conversation with someone probably a couple of hours ago where they've recently uh taken on part of an ERP project I was like you're never gonna you're never gonna know all so just accept that the sooner you accept that the better and you start using those people around you the networks life becomes simpler yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And you're all volunteers, I assume, as well. So you're all giving your own time to do this. So it's, you know, it's, yeah, just for the love of it, Abby. <laughs> you're all mad. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I mean, that, that's really important that there are people out there putting back in, you know. Just like Fiona said, you get a lot out of it yourself personally. So I think it's not just, you know, I'm giving up my time. I'm, I am actually getting something in return as well from a selfish point of view. Yeah. It just becomes easier to navigate. Oh, much. Sharing a problem. How are your final preps going for the SAP user group event? And and what kind of thing can people expect from one of those events? Well, thankfully, I'm actually one step away this year. Because last year I was involved in the group that was actually organising the event. Whereas now I'm just sort of making sure whatever Craig and team ask for try and deliver for them so because the user group is actually an organization run by permanent people with a, a network of volunteers to be able to set up so they don't know the content so they're not techie people but we are a not-for-profit organization we're not funded by SAP it's all funded by memberships um, but the sessions are they are technical business all about roadmaps trying to hear from SAP themselves about what's actually coming um, or what's happened in the last 12 months, what's coming. We have SAP themselves running some sessions, but we do mostly have uh, customer-led sessions. So hearing about experience. So one of the big topics in the SAP space is um, conversion to S4, so their next product. So it's a lot about experienced people who've done it, who've learned from it, and people like myself. So we haven't done it. Yeah hearing from that you know all the technologies as say SAP comes with many technologies so yeah how those technologies all interact with the core ERP but along with that I say we have the um, we have a number of well-being sessions but also the women SAP stream that's brilliant and we have SUGFest which is the evening networking event I've heard about this wow it's good I mean how many people do you get just out of interest so it's about five five six hundred okay that's pretty good good numbers different completely different industries presumably and yeah yeah oh, amazing now I think at the moment it's just a drive for Craig and team to get the numbers numbers are it's always a last minute dash oh uh, if it's any constellation ours is exactly the same 
<laughs> you start panicking going, oh, crikey, we've put all this money down. <laughs> like, are we going <laughs> to... People are actually going to turn up. Well, we weren't sure because last year was still about, are we going to have another COVID outbreak? Are we Are we really going to do yeah. this? And I think, um, although I think on the day, eventually... Something I know, the people from Scotland couldn't make it. I think there'd been snow, there was a storm, and you're like, ah, we're going to get people. But we had really good attendance, and I'm hoping for better this year as well. Amazing. Yeah, we had our first one since COVID in May, and, and do you know what? It was so nice to bring people together, and, and everyone just loved it. We could have presented anything. Into, and It's similar <laughs> content in terms of uh, us as a vendor, but also customers. We try and get them presenting kind of more. And, yeah, it's there's so much to be had from just having an actual in-person conversation yes that's it on that topic then I guess of me managing the event but project management now you've got some strong project management skills behind you firstly what qualities do you think makes a good PM and why is a PM a really important player as part of a project well (laughs) it's definitely the ability to listen and good with people yeah I think to um, I would like to say organised, but I don't see myself as a, a totally organised person. Now, obviously, you have to be to be able to keep on top of what's going. But yeah, I mean, for me, the role of project manager has actually changed a bit within our own organisation in the fact because we're trying to move to more agile ways of working. Yeah. So rather than having these great big programmes of work, which you always need somebody orchestrating and keeping on top of it. Know without somebody making sure you're hitting your deadlines, you know where you're going. But I, and I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm assuming it's the same with other ERPs. You know, within the SAP space, it does help to understand the technology you're trying to manage a project yeah. against because, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll come across things. That, you know, oh, we've had this before. Uh, Absolutely. I think people who've not been around the technology won't. Yeah. Yeah, experience is everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got many battle scars, I'll be honest. <laughs> For me, it's quite nice because um, we're doing a move to Azure now, but when I worked, the previous role was with EDF and we'd moved to AWS. So can learn from, okay, this happened there. Let's make sure we don't do it here. So it's a lot about bringing your experience. Yeah, it's really important, sure. It is. But it's definitely people. If you can't manage people... <laughs> then you shouldn't be doing it. Project management probably isn't for you. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, you know, can you share any tips for ensuring ERP projects success from a PM's perspective? Find out if somebody will have almost definitely done it before you. Yeah. And use the network. Find out what other people learn. Mm -hmm. Me, don't start your project without that. That's kind of where the user group comes in. Yeah. Go in prepared. Absolutely. As, as you can be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and expect the unexpected. Yeah, always. And do you have any advice for SAP users specifically who are about to embark on a new project? We hear a lot about IFS on this podcast. We hear a fair bit about import as well. But SAP is new ground for us. So we won't understand what you're saying, but... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I suppose, I mean, for me, I, my first role, I thought I could know it all. You know, I went to, it nearly broke me. I'll be honest. You know, I came out from my first SAP role. I came out half the person I was when I went in. But don't expect to know it all, but build those networks. Find the people that do know and don't put the pressure on yourself to know it all. You know, I went in and thought, right, I can learn all of this. It's an ELP. What was I thinking? Um, but yeah. 
build the right networks, your right support, and you'll get through. Yeah. If you get knocked down, get back up. You know, it sounds easy. It wasn't, but you know. That's good advice. Resilience, yeah. Don't <laughs> let it win. Don't let SAP because it'll try. It's a beast. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger and all that. <laughs> all of that, all of that for sure. Yeah. And I wouldn't be where I was if I hadn't <laughs> gone through that, I don't think. This is it. And you definitely, we can see that you place importance on challenges and, and constantly challenging yourself. And I think that's a great way to be because you're constantly learning that that way, aren't you? Yeah. Although sometimes I don't always go looking for it. It seems to find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be who I am now without having been through that. Yeah, that's great. And as an advocate for women in SAP, do you have any advice to women in our sector and men as allies? I think to me, yeah, for the women, just do it. Even if you don't, you know, it's, I didn't think if you'd said to me, even three years ago when I first took the job, oh, you'll be looking after all SAP stuff for Welsh Water. Yeah, nah. No, not Ninelli. <laughs> but here I am and I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it. Um, and hopefully doing a good job because I'm still here. Um, and I think to the to the men, it's, yeah, yeah, provide that encouragement and support. You know, even if then, I, w- I wouldn't say it's trying not to be too pushy because there's that coming across as, oh, little darling, would you like some help? Versus I'm here and I want to help, you know. Yeah, part of the team sort of thing. Yeah, that's good. Good advice. Thank you very much for joining us, Fiona. Yeah, thanks, Fiona. It's been great. Yeah, great to have our first sort of SAP representative on the show. We haven't had anybody before, so thank you very much. Oh, oh Chris. <laughs> we did have Chris. There's <laughs> a female SAP representative. <laughs> well, I shall leave you guys to it. Thank, thank you. you very much. Bye. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.